Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm John Ledyard from thedraftnetwork.com along with Trevor Sikama, also from thedraftnetwork.com. Trevor, how are you on this beautiful Friday morning? I'm doing good, John. How are you? I'm doing great, sir. I'm doing especially well because we have a special guest with us on today's show. We do, we miss yes. tight end Dawson Knox, who you and I have been singing his praises since before this past season began really high on his potential his upside everything that he has to offer the nfl excited that he's declared for the draft excited that he's here with us today to talk about that draft process dawson how are you my man oh, i'm great it's great to be on the show i appreciate you having me absolutely man we're we're excited about this because yeah we so we watched you in 2017 you know obviously coming out of nowhere at that point you know it's kind of your first season really on the field and we were like man this dude has traits like crazy and like i know you got banged up at the end of the year but it was like this guy can really like have this like unbelievable like I feel like be this big breakout potential candidate obviously and now here we are and you're declared early for the draft and everything um but this past season statistically kind of wasn't crazy okay so what what's kind of going through yeah, your mind at least. yeah just at least so what's kind of going through your mind as the season progresses you're obviously thinking about your future decision but at the same time you're looking I mean you, I, I, and I said this in an article by you said, I'm looking at the tape and you're running all over the place in the middle of the field. You're open all the time. What was it like being a part? Obviously tons of guys in this offense. What was it like being a part of that offense, knowing that they weren't going to get that many chances, but that you guys could also be super dynamic as a group? Well, yeah, yeah. So I know that our offense clearly had tons of talent, you know, at receiver, you know, potentially two first round guys. And then Lodge obviously is going to get drafted high also, um, so I knew going into it that there was a lot of, you know, passes to be caught, a lot of ball to go around. But um, at the same time, it was frustrating, you know, the lack of production and, um, you know, lack of any touchdown or anything like that. It was it was definitely a frustrating thing just knowing that I could help out the team a little bit more than what I did. Um, I was able to focus on my blocking, which was, you know, good to develop that part a little bit. But um, I definitely, you know, was looking forward to more catches than what I ended up having. But, you know, I don't really put that on any one person because I know the, the offense is a complex thing. You know, obviously Jordan has tons of things to negotiate back there as, sure. as a quarterback position. But um, it, it was a frustrating year, but I'm definitely looking forward to moving on. Right, absolutely. And, and I know the NFL, the prognosis for the NFL and everything, obviously for you, is largely centered around the athleticism. I think a lot of, you know, your upside, you were on, I think it was Chase Goodbread for NFL.com. I don't know if you even saw this, but before the season, you were on like his freaks list. You were going to run four, five, nine at, at two fifty something like that. Um, you know, he kind of had all these superlatives kind of written out for you. Is that, is you got to this point where you were like, I'm, I'm going to declare for the NFL draft. Like this is what I'm going to do. And we'll, we'll rewind to and talk about what led to that decision. But what was your thought process behind that? Because you knew, like you said, it wasn't going to be, I have a thousand, you know, catches on tape for you guys to go back to. You knew it wasn't going to be that. What what did you view in yourself as your main selling point as an NFL prospect? Well, um, first of all, I knew that I had enough on film to show that I could compete with any competition. You know, I was able to create separation and get open when I wanted to. Um, and I knew when they when they threw the, threw the ball to me, I caught it. Um, you know, I think I had one or two drops on the season, which, um, you know, I want back. But um, I know that I had enough on film to prove that I could, you know, get open on my routes and be athletic enough to, you know, separate from DBs and stuff. But also I knew that, um, you know, it was, it was just going to be a tough call to come back um, for my fifth year after, um, especially after having graduated. I have my degree. Um, 
it's been my lifelong dream to play in the NFL. Um, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I, you know, came back and had some freak, you know, injury or something like that. Um, but I knew that I was ready, prayed about it a lot. It was just talked with my family, got enough evaluations to um, know that I would get drafted somewhere. Um, and to me, really, it's just more about the opportunity because I know I can play. Um, getting drafted is obviously a goal of mine, and um, it doesn't matter to me as much, you know, first round versus fifth round as long as I get the, the opportunity because I know what I can do with it, so. Yeah, Dawson, you're. Uh, I was reading up on kind of your your background, and this year being a roller coaster isn't kind of the first time it's been a little bit of a roller coaster for you. I was reading that you were uh, a quarterback when you were playing in high school, and and you ended up walking on at Ole Miss. It just take us through, take me through that recruiting process. What it was like for you. I know you got hurt. I believe your senior year when you were playing quarterback in high school. So were you trying when you were going to college? Were, were you still trying to play quarterback even a little bit at Ole Miss or? What was that like kind of walking on and getting through that process in the early parts of becoming a collegiate athlete? Yeah, so it's funny because going into my junior year of high school, I was actually like, I think I was listed at 5'11", 165, and I think that was an exaggeration too. <laughs> um, so I was I was playing backup quarterback, backup receiver. Um, got a little playing time, but then going into my senior season, I finally grew a little bit. I think I was around 6'3", 210. Um, somewhere in that range and I was you know feeling good about competing and it was the second half of the very first game of the season I dislocated my ankle on some crazy tackle Um, you know nothing I could do to avoid it but um, it kind of just made me rethink you know am I supposed to play in college like you know because I really only started one half of one game my whole high school career oh wow but there were Ole Miss coaches at that game uh, recruiting another guy um, and Coach Freeze actually called me the morning of my surgery, um, asking me to come visit, telling me that they had a preferred walk-on spot for me if I wanted it. And at the time, I didn't know anything about Ole Miss. I didn't grow up a fan or anything like that. But I just visited, fell in love with it, um, loved the coaches, the locker room atmosphere. Everything was pretty great. Um, and then, you know, I just I knew I was going to come in and play tight end. Um, I just loved the way they used Evan Ingram. Um, and I kind of saw myself fitting that role pretty well. Um, you know, and then I redshirted, kind of learned how to block, got some more weight on me. Um, I think I put on about 40 pounds in that first, you know, year or so. Um, so I how kinda, hard was that putting on that weight? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you put on uh, 40 was, pounds? <laughs> I was just a different, um, you know, strength program. You know, they, they have you eating the right stuff. Um, coach Jack, at Ole Miss and his whole strength staff are pretty great. Um, but just working out hard, running, doing the right stuff. And I just, I grew late anyway. So, um, I think part of that was just, you know, continuing to grow, but, um, it was fun just, you know, feeling myself getting more and more, you know, ready to compete with D linemen like Breland speaks. Like first time I had to block that dude and Robert Condici, it was like, you know, they didn't even, you know, they didn't even move, but, um, but yeah, it was just fun to kind of grow into that role. Yeah, uh, what, was that the hardest part? Then maybe you hinted at it there, but I was just going to ask what the hardest part was about going from whether it was a quarterback position or really any other position to the position of tight end. What's been the most difficult challenge about that transition? Oh, the blocking for sure, because I already felt um, pretty good running around catching the ball. I already had some route running experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and playing quarterback, I kind of already knew coverages and what, you know, how linebackers drop. And that, that was kind of an advantage for me. But 
just learning how to use the right leverage and being physical at the point of attack and moving, you know, big DNs off the ball was probably the most challenging part for me. What'd you say? Yeah, I mean, you were kind of talking about a little bit there. You're you're kind of route running and you being comfortable there. Um, is that something you've been working on in the off season? Or are you pretty comfortable with? But the the route tree that you have, being able to to run a lot of different routes. I know Ole Miss's offense; it was kind of limiting the things that you were able to do a little bit in that regard. But would you say that going into the NFL, you're pretty comfortable with how well you can run a lot of different routes? Yeah, for sure. So my first couple of years at Ole Miss, um, it was a little more diverse in terms of routes. Um, so I had a good foundation, and then unfortunately, um, you know, I think. I had 15 catches this year, and I think they were off of maybe three different plays. Sure, um, yeah. You know, I think I might have run four to five routes the whole year. Um, but It's like me playing Madden, right? It's it's just like me playing Madden. Right. Tight end, tight end right. just goes yeah. long, I throw it to him, he gets a lot of yards. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I throw it to him twice a game. Right. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it was uh, – it was – I was able to – really work on it a lot this offseason too i'm training with ricky pro um he played in the league for about 17 years and coached oh, yeah. for another six after that mm-hmm. um and he's been he's been great just kind of showing me the ins and out of every single type of route you know there there is to offer in the league and i feel really comfortable with that and it's really not anything new like blocking was to me so i've you know i feel really good with where i'm at now right what about as you kind of, okay, so you're evolving into this tight end position, you're looking to the NFL. Is there a player or somebody or maybe a couple guys you've watched in the league that you say, you know, that's a guy, maybe you don't model your game after, maybe you do, but it's a guy that you respect the way they play or you feel like maybe there's some similarities between your style and theirs? Yeah, so I like watching a bunch of different guys and just kind of picking out parts of their game that they do well and trying to, you know, see that in myself. Um, I don't really compare myself to one person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love watching tape on Zach Ertz, love watching Travis Kelsey, even, you know, Gronk is, is fun to watch. Um, just the way that, you know, big guys like that can get in and out of breaks and use hands to, you know, come back to the ball and make contested catches and stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of just a mix of different guys. You touched on this a little bit, but when we try to do our scouting of, of guys from afar, uh, we always try to pick up on like certain X factors, you know, like w- was this guy a team captain or, you know, what kind of role he played, maybe picking up stuff from maybe what a coach says on him, you being a walk on. And I know you can't speak for every walk on, but is there really that edge that you had about a guy who didn't have a scholarship right when he got on and had to work for that and work for his playing time and move up the ladder that way? Starting, I guess you could say, from humble beginnings as somebody who's a walk-on on a football team, is that truly like an X-factor thing, or was it for you that really gives you that edge as a prospect? Oh, absolutely. I would agree with that 100%. Um, looking back at it now, I wouldn't have – I'm glad that I walked on. You know, I think mm-hmm. it taught me a lot of things about my game that I still use today, just having that dog mentality that, you, you know, you're going to go out work everybody every day to not, you know – not depending on if you have the scholarship or whatever. Um, I just think it taught me a work ethic that, you know, it's hard to teach guys that come in and already have the scholarship. Um, so I'm, I'm actually really thankful for that experience. Some of those guys you played with, you mentioned it pretty good. You're not bad at football. Also a couple of their pictures have made their way viral around the internet. <laughs> You've probably seen them. Oh, uh, yeah. Some of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just what is, 
is DK Metcalf actually a human being or not? Just be straight. Oh, we, we call him Megatron for a reason. Um, you know, and that dude, he, he's a freak athlete. Um, it's fun watching him work out and, you know, he really looks that way. It's not just the angle. <laughs> Some guys were saying they think it's photoshopped and no, it's, that's real. We, we've seen that for the last couple of years. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, what's it like playing with him? Like is, you know, obviously the, we watch him and we see the raw gifts and unbelievable frame and all that stuff, but student of the game, that kind of stuff too. What's it like being his teammate? Oh, absolutely. He's, um, you know, he works as hard as anybody I've ever seen. Um, he, he's a funny dude too. He's goofy, always making jokes and, um, he's just a fun guy to be around. Um, you know, he's going to work hard also. And it's just, it's just fun playing alongside of him. Cause you know, if I'm, you know, blocking and I see him make a crazy play down the field, it's fun to go run and celebrate with him and stuff. But it, it was a fun couple of years with him. Now you, you talk about kind of that bond that you have there you know, you, a lot of these guys, and I've talked to them at the combine in years past, you know, you talk about what's it like going through the draft process because nothing really prepares you too much for it. Right. I mean, you only get to go through it once in your life, but you get to have guys like DK and AJ and, and Jordan and, uh, Greg and DeMarcus, they're all going through this thing with you. How has that been kind of the communication with you guys? Have you been in touch often? Have you been trying to, you know, help each other out, build each other up. What's that been like going through this with so many of your, your teammates? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a really cool experience just having so many of my teammates going through the same stuff. I am. I FaceTime Jordan probably every week. Um, talk to Javon Patterson a lot. He's doing well. Um, I think lodge is in thousand Oaks, which is just about an hour North of me. I'm in Irvine, California. Um, so, you know, we're, we're pretty close out here too. And it's just cool talking to the guys here and how they're doing and what they're doing to prepare. And just knowing that I think we have nine guys going to the combine. So it's going to yeah, be yeah, crazy in there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, loaded group. You mentioned Jordan Tiamu there a little bit. What's your relationship like and, um, both on and off the field, maybe a little bit, but also like he's not getting any hype right now in the media about for as an NFL prospect really. I know he's going to the combine, but the, the quell in him in the media has just been really quiet the whole time. I'm actually probably biggest fan of his game. Not that I think he's around one guy or anything like that, but really think there's actual NFL skills and traits there. And he should for sure be drafted. Just kind of what's your thoughts on him? What's he like as a leader and as a quarterback, as a teammate? Yeah, so Jordan's probably one of my best friends on the team. Um, we hang out all the time, and he's one of the greatest dudes I know. He's going to study film more than anybody. He's going to, you know, he's he's the real definition of student of the game. Um, and he has the arm to make any throw on the field. He makes great decisions with the ball. He's athletic enough to, you know, run for a first down on third and 15, um, which we saw several times this year. Um, so he's kind of the complete package. It's just funny how, you know, since our offense was so simple that he's not getting as much hype as guys that are playing in pro-style offenses with, you know, complicated route trees and everything. But, you know, you plug him in the right system and he's going to learn the offense in and out and he's going to, you know, have all the tools to make every throw and even run for some first downs. So I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. All right. I got to ask. Go I got to ask real quick. Uh, going into the combine, if you had to say, like, this is the drill that I'm like, that you could possibly be the top in the class, at the top of your position of, which drill would you say you have the best shot at that at? 
Um, so I'm not 100% sure if I'm doing the 40 at the combine yet or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'll be doing it at pro day. Um, just because I'm, I think I'm about 10 weeks out from that. I had a bilateral sports hernia surgery right after the season. Right. Um, it's nothing that limited me from play or anything like that, but all the doctors we talked to said that it's common. They just want to go and fix it. So it's not going to linger or anything like mm-hmm. that. Sure. Um, but if I feel great in the 40, um, leading up to that day, um, I feel pretty confident in that or the, uh, maybe the shuttle. I, f- I feel like I could do well in the shuttle. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. A little Write bold shuttle prediction. There we Write go. We got it. We can put our bets down now. That's good. That's good to know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know what anybody else runs, but I'm excited about those couple ones. Okay. Uh, Phil Longo in that offense. Um, I know he's not there anymore, obviously, but you mentioned it being sort of simple and, you know, things for Jordan not being as complicated. He actually talks about that pretty openly that in that offense, he likes to keep things simple for the quarterback and make the receivers do a lot of reads and things like that. It's such a unique scheme. And even where, where he's coming from, you know, it was always built as man, they have 25 plays. Like, is, is it really that simple? You know, is it, is it that easy to play in or is there more to it than kind of what meets the eye? Oh, I think 25 plays is, um, you know, that's about, that's about right. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, it's, you know, I think it was a good philosophy just because we wanted to go as fast as possible. And if you really want to go fast, you got to keep it simple. Um, you know, there were obviously some limitations to the offense, but right. um, I think, you know, I ran maybe five or six different routes all right. season. And then, um, you know, you wanted, I was kind of frustrated just because I wanted to see a little more diversity, but also, you know, I think we finished maybe third. I'm not sure where we finished in the SEC offensively, but, um, and I know Jordan, I think as a regular season ended, he was second or third in total offense behind like Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew or yeah. something like that. Um, so, you know, there was really no lack of production in the mm-hmm. offense as a whole. Right. Um, but, you know, obviously I wish I could have contributed more to help the team win more than five games right right i think that's well said no i think it, it is funny to hear you say that because i watched i watched every Ole miss game this year i covered the sec for our site um and i watched every game and i was like man they do put up points but it does feel like they could attack teams in a lot of different ways than what they are yeah. too. so it is funny to kind of hear you say that and i know uh, i've talked to some Ole miss people who feel the same way too but just given the fact that you played in a group like that and with that much nfl level talent do you feel like even though you didn't get a lot of targets per se, in other ways, the environment, the competitiveness, things like that, the culture there prepared you and helped you in your preparation for the NFL? Yeah, I think so. Um, Just because every guy on the offense, you know, has a potential to play in the league somewhere. And it's, you know, it was just such a high caliber offense. It was a fun, fun environment to be a part of. Um, You know, there were scouts at every practice. So the pressure was always on, you know, you always had to perform. Um, and then Octavius Cooley is a phenomenal tight end. He's going to have a breakout year mm-hmm. this year, I think. Yes. Um, so it was, you know, he kept the pressure on me to be the top of my game also. And guys like Jason Pellerin are going to have a good year next year also mm-hmm. at tight end. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, Rich Rodriguez is going to do a good job with that offense. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. We we don't want to take up too much of your time. I know this is a super busy time for you, and we're we're excited for you. We're excited uh, to see you in Indy and to see what you can do there. Uh, and uh, we really just appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us and uh, and spend a little time on the podcast with us. I know the fans will also appreciate it as well. Yeah, appreciate it, Dawson. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, thank you all for having me. Absolutely. There goes Dawson Knox, ladies and gentlemen. Terrific stuff from him. Really good insights from him, as always. Uh, that does it for us for this week in the podcast, Trevor. We will uh, be back early next week. We'll have mock drafts dropping on Monday. Remember, mock draft machine, build your own big board. It all drops on Monday. The new site, everything's out. Get ready for it, folks. going to be super exciting over at Draft Network LLC, draftnetwork.com on uh, your uh, in the URL. So make sure you guys get ready to check that out on Monday. And until then, keep it locked right here. Unlocked on NFL Draft.